0: Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of his will. Let's go right into the message. Romans chapter 8, verse 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. I like that. From the law of sin and death. So the Bible says that the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. It's not it's going to. It has. Do you see that? Half has, same thing. That's what? Past tense. It has made you free, but I don't feel free, but it has made you free. I'm going to show you how to get to that place to where I believe you're going to learn. I mean, for some of you, it's going to be like you're jumping into a Uh, a Lamborghini, you know. I mean, you were driving a a whatever and we're about to take off. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to put the pedal to the metal. But the Bible says here, and Paul described in chapter 7, he talked about two laws that are working in the believer. Two laws in the believer. There's one law working in the world. Two laws working in the believer. And one of these laws... If I can show you in Romans chapter 7, verse 14, and it's amazing how many Christians know this part of the scripture, but they don't know the other part of the scripture. They know about this law, but they don't know about the other law. It's funny. I've heard it uh, many times. I'm sure you have too. You might have even said some things, not to me necessarily, but to yourself and other people. But get this. It says, so the trouble is not with the law. Now, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Verse 15. For that which the law could not do, uh for yeah, thank you. Uh, for that which I do not allow, or see, but I better read it from up there because I was quoting something else. For that which I do allow not, uh for what I would, that do I not, but what I hate that I do. Let me read it another translation. I don't really understand myself. This is a new living translation. Verse 15. I don't really understand myself, for what I want to do, rot is for. What I want to do, what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that I, if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. Did you hear that? Do I need to reread it? I'm gonna read this whole thing, 14 to 17, out of the New Living Translation. So the trouble is not with the law. For the It is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong... This shows that I agree that the law is good. Verse 22. I'm going to skip down a little bit. Paul says, but I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another law or power within me that is at war with my mind. This law or power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me in my carnal mind, unrenewed mind, unchallenged desires, thoughts and actions against the spirit of life, these yet conquered parts. Are you hearing me? Why is this so important for believers or as Christians? Because we can make wrong choices, bad decisions that we might which are coming from a carnal or selfish desire in the flesh. Because oftentimes, things begin to arise within us that we want to obey. Our flesh starts saying, obey me. You ever notice that? Huh? Somebody does you wrong, and all of a sudden, your mind says, oh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to let them have it. Mm-hmm. You might get in an argument with your spouse. Anybody ever have an argument with your spouse? Am I the only one? Oh my goodness. I'm feeling really bad now. Um, but what happens is you have a disagreement, you have an argument, and all of a sudden in your mind you're going, All right, Pastor's going to go. I'll see him on Sunday, but right now we're going to let her have it. You know what I mean? Anybody ever been there before? I got the right. Here you go you know what I've learned? Whenever time I obeyed that, oh Lord, I wish I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Hmm? Anytime that I've obeyed that, on the inside, I'm going, what are you doing? Why don't you just listen to this on the inside? The inward man, the one who's in you and not to the other man in your flesh because when you obey the man of the flesh you wind up sinning you wind up getting under condemnation you're not liking what's going on you're hating everything about it you don't like that you're having this situation going on as in the first place But you're not actually walking in the spirit to control that fleshly side of you that you have not yet dominated. And no matter how you've been pushed and all the buttons that's getting pushed, see, that's the opportunity to exercise your spiritual man. while those buttons are being pushed, you're going, you know, I've already made a determination. I'm going to walk in love. That's not an easy thing. But that's your exercise to learn how to walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh. If you continually allow and yield to the flesh, the members of it, you become its slave. It can pull you, and will pull on you until it gets a hold of you to a point. You're, you're, you're. Listen, this is where all of the issues in the body of Christ oftentimes this is what's going on in everybody's life. I can't quit. I can't be, because because we've allowed or we've yielded ourselves to this time and time again instead of walking after the Spirit. The Bible says when you walk after the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh, the desires. That's what the word lust means. It's a strong desire. You're going to do it, though, at times. All of us do it. Do you hear me? So I'm not throwing stones at nobody because there's not a believer sitting in this room that does not have to deal with the flesh. We all do. That's the point. The good news is, though, The spirit man is the greater part of you. I was looking in Romans chapter 8 and been doing a study, and I've done this in times past before and taught this many, many times. But my point being is, is there's something over 20 times just in Romans chapter 8 alone. You can do this research for yourself if you want to. Over 20 times he mentions the word spirit. Speaking of your new recreated spirit that's in you, The new, not the Holy Spirit out there trying to take control of you to make you do the things that are right. No, he's in you already through your recreated spirit that God put in you through the seed of Christ that dwells in you. So you have the ability because you've already been made free from the dominion of this law of the sin and death that's in the flesh. Are you hearing me? But you have to exercise to not lean to the flesh, but learn to walk in the Spirit. What does Romans 8.1 says? There is therefore now no condemnation to them who walk not after the, but after the. Over 20 times he used this word Spirit in Romans chapter 8 alone to emphasize the need that when you walk in the Spirit and you live after the Spirit in whom you are, the greatest part of you isn't the flesh, but it's the Spirit. And you will overcome as you learn to walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh. It's a daily exercise. It's a daily thing that we do till you become stronger in the Spirit than you are in the flesh. You're gonna find the, the flesh is really weak. It's weak. Huh? Man, for some, and let me just say this. When we act out in certain areas or we do certain things, we allow certain things, it's because we've got a weakness in there. We haven't strengthened that place yet. We're still allowing those buttons to be pushed or whatever, and we sometimes we talk about that button. Like it's, you know, it's my button, my character, you know, I'm Irish, so let's fight. You know, are you with me? I can get angry because I'm Irish, you know what I'm saying? What is that? Huh? Think about it. You created a button. You're ready to walk in the flesh and not after the spirit. are Are you hearing me? Well, that's my DNA. I'm talking about something greater than your flesh. The spirit man. The flesh, you're going to put it off one day. Done. Dusted. Literally. But in the spirit, you're eternal. And the greatest part of you is the person of the spirit who has been born in the likeness or the godliness of God, because you've been born again from Him, you are a child of God. The world has that sin nature in them. They are living by the law of sin and death. They don't have the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus in them until they receive the seed. Which is received into the spirit that transforms them into a new creation. So therefore, the only thing that they have to do what is good is when they're willing to out of their own soul to choose that. But they are under the dominion of the law. Of the sp- of, uh, 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 they're under the dominion of the law of sin and death. It can cap- That's why the Bible says he can take them captive at his will at any time. Isn't that something? So we need to have this understanding. You're no longer in the flesh, but in the spirit. Even though you have a war going on in the flesh. Isn't that good news? You say, I don't know if I believe that. Well, let's look at this. Look in Romans chapter 8, just for a minute. The Bible says, if you read here, I like what this says. Let me just find it. It says, Verse 9, it says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Verse 9, Romans 8 and 9. But you're not in the flesh. Do you see that? Now, you might be having a battle of the flesh right now. You might be yielded. You might have made a mistake last night. Are you with me? You might have made one this morning. I don't know. But listen to me. Does that mean that you're, you're a sinner? And that, does that mean that you're in the flesh? Are you with me that the law of sin and death is conquering and overtaking you? No. What does it say? But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. And now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see the difference between you and what's going on in the world? Do you see the difference today? I hope, man, there's so much more I could teach on, but we need to understand you're in the spirit. Even when you feel the desires of the flesh, you get to choose in whom you will obey. You're going to have to make up that decision before the desire comes what you, in whom you will obey and whom you will not. You can't, listen, Paul the Apostle pointed out in chapter 7, which I think is very powerful, Look in verse 24 in Romans 7. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. How many of you know that, that part? Huh? How many of you know that verse? Anybody, oh, just, just, come on, Christian. Do you all know this verse right here? Everybody knows this verse, right? But have you read this verse thoroughly? It's not going, yeah, well, God understands me. He knows how I am. That's not what he's saying. It's not a license to say, you know what? I'm not, you know, I'm already beat up by all of this law of sin and death, and, you know, these things are overtaking me, and God gets me. He gets it. Are you with me? He said, O wretched man that I am. Keep reading. Who shall deliver me? Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? That's a question. But I want you to think about how he's he's answering this question. You ready for this? Look at the next verse. I thank God. I like that. Thank God, one translation says, The answer is Jesus Christ. You see that? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The answer is Jesus Christ. So what are we saying whenever we begin to say, well, you know, God understands. I've got this situation. Or yet we're not challenging the flesh and the unrenewed mind and the carnal areas of our mind to yield ourselves to the dominion of the flesh and of sin, which, listen to me, why is this important? Am I, am I harping on, you know, hey, guys, you know, you can do better kind of deal? No, that's not what I'm saying. Why do we need to understand this? First of all, you need to understand you're not fighting for victory in that area. You're fighting from victory in that area. Why? Because you have been made free. Isn't that good news? So whatever your talent is with actually isn't beating you unless you allow it to. Because you have been made free. Isn't that good news? Now you might be weak to it because you have not yet resisted it yet, like you should, huh? You know what I'm talking about? Resistance builds what? Thank you. That's right. The only way you're gonna get stronger is you get a little resistance going, huh? Why do you think he left that on the end? Why do you think he condemned it in the flesh? So you could show the world, ha, ha, ha there's something greater than this thing that's going on in the world. And I'm, I'm pushing back in the spirit and I have the victory over it. When everyone else is under the dominion of it, you're walking free of it. Are you hearing me? But you also can tell them, I understand your fight. Just like Jesus, he came to this earth, put on flesh, and you know what? The Bible says he understands what you've been through because he's been tempted just like you. So can you tell everybody, I'm tempted just like you, but you want to know, know why? how I can do this? Because Christ Jesus is on the inside of me. I'm no longer a bondage to the slave of sin and death and of the destruction that you see in the world today. Are you hearing me right now? Why? Because you're pushing the weight in the spirit because you're fighting not from the flesh, with the f- against the flesh, but you're fighting from the spirit, which is the place of victory, which you've been given in Christ. I thank God that Jesus is the answer. Isn't that good news? But what a, what, what a lot of Christians today, we've been taught the one side of that story, which is the law of sin and death, but we've not been taught the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which has made me free. We're still trying to get free. You're already in the Spirit. You're just going to have to learn to live from the Spirit. And if you were to yield to the sin of the flesh, which the Bible says, let me just show you this so you don't think I'm making it up. I know you don't. Verse 8 in Romans 8 says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans 8 says, So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But what did the next verse say? You're not in the flesh. Isn't that what it says? But you're not in the flesh. Oh, glory to God. Somebody, I believe somebody's going to get a breakthrough today. Why? Because what God did in you was set you free from that law. That law... Which revealed the bondage that every man is in. And let me just kind of give you a different thing, I think Peter would appreciate this. One translation says that the law in Romans 8:2, that the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus will lift you up above the other law of sin and death. It'll lift you and free you and lifts you. it lifts you up. And that term "lift there" actually is the term that you use when it comes to the law of gravity and the law of lift. When I was in the U.S. military, I was in the U.S. Navy and I studied air traffic control and I was an air traffic controller, went through the school and I had to learn what makes planes fly. And, and, and Peter's a pilot and there, there are different laws that work that create the lift. How you design the plane, all, all kinds of things. Wind, there's a lot of things going on but how do you break gravity that keeps you Feet on the the earth, so to speak. How do you do that? You have to have another law. There's another law. The law of lift. What happens is, is it lifts you up so that you can defy the gravity. Are you hearing me? The law of the spirit of life will cause you to defy the law of sin and death that's at work in the world. and raises you afar above it. It lifts you up above it. That's why the Bible says you're seated together in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named. It lifts you above it. That's why the Bible says he took me out of a horrible pit of noise in Psalms 40. He took me out of a horrible pit of noise. He he got my feet stuck out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. How do you do that? Through the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which makes you free from the law of sin and death that keeps you down, that's holding you back, that keeps you from being everything that God has called you to be and doing, whether, listen, in this life and in the life to come. The point is, is listen, you. there's a lot more to you than what you feel, what you see, what, and how your mind, your unrenewed areas of your mind are thinking about yourself. But if this is so key to your understanding is that, you're, break, you have break, you're breaking free. Come on. Oftentimes, we're on that runway, and we're just kind of sputtering down the runway, and we're trying to get an understanding. We're trying to do it in the flesh. But if you'll realize that the law, you're designed to be lifted up far above, not a, over the beggarly elements of this world. You're, you're designed in God to be lifted up far above those things, where all of those things are under your feet, and you're looking down. In the spirit, so to speak, over what used to hold you and bind you and hold you back from being everything that God's called you to be. And that works through the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I'm going to end with this real quick because I got to. John chapter 6, verse 63. I'm skipping down a little bit. John six sixty three says this. How, what, what is, how do we feed that law? How do we continue to get free and, and understand this freedom that we already have? But how does this work in our life practically? This is so important. It says this. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Do you see that? I mean, I could talk a lot on what will profit you and what will Not profit you. The Bible even says godliness is profitable. There's profit, there's things, it's profitable to walk in the Spirit and serve God in life. Do you hear me? Y'all know what the word profit means? I'm not talking about like a prophet, P R O P A G T. I'm talking about P R O F I T. Profitable. Are you hearing me? The Bible says there's certain things that are profitable. One is godliness. And and this other right here, it all works together because godliness is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the seed of Christ in you. It is profitable when you live out of that. It'll give you clarity, give you favor, give all grace of God. I'm telling you, there's so much profit in that area. But if you're you're trying to do everything out of the flesh and with the flesh, according to the flesh, nothing, the Bible says, the flesh will profit you what? What does it say? The flesh will profit you what? Nothing. Do y'all see that? Bible says the flesh will profit you nothing. The words that I speak to you. Can y'all say that with me? The words that I speak to you, they are what? Spirit. And they are what? Life. The words are spirit and life. How did you get born again? Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. By what? The word of God. You know... This is so important because oftentimes how do we live? We want to live out of self, our spiritual self. I'm going to help you with so you want to learn how to walk in the spirit? Why does the Bible say our walk is what? A walk of what? Faith. We walk by and not by. Y'all going to help me this morning? Or are we going to go over? We walk by what? And not by. We walk by what? And not by how does faith come? Here. By what? Here. Oftentimes we 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 we're trying to bring what God says comes to you, which comes from the word of God. Oftentimes we try to think it comes from us. Now don't get me wrong, I want you to hear what I'm saying. The word of God comes to you to establish you so you can walk by faith and not by sight. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. How did Jesus overcome the temptation of Satan himself? The first thing that came out of his mouth in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 was this. Please put that up there and I'm going to end with this. Matthew 4, 4. Bible says, I want you to see it. Matthew 4, 4. Jesus answered to Satan, what did he say? Can you give me those three words? What did he say? Jesus answered and said, What? Say it louder. As it is written. Who said that? Jesus said that. Did he not? I said, Jesus is even going by as it is written. He's not going, well, I'm Jesus, so everything's just going to come out of me and what I pick, what I choose, how I feel, how I'm led. Are you with me? No, as it is written. Do you see that? What did he live by? The Word of God. As it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Do you know God's given us a proceeding word? you know what it means to proceed? It means to go before you. Isn't that good news? It, the proceeded word comes before. We are receiving the proceeding word of God that is spirit and life, which through it, the Holy Spirit of God works in us, for us, toward, to us, out of us. By the Word of God, the knowledge of the Word of God, and the light of the Word of God. That's why the Bible says the Word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our pathway. It doesn't come out of us. It comes to us. And then we walk in the revelation of the light. Are you hearing me? How are you going to overcome the things that's in your life and to continually grow and make sure you're on the right path of life and everything that you do? As it is written, the light of the Word of God. There's a pathway, that light, that word doesn't walk, run off over here because we like that or whatever. No, that word walks in a line. It's a narrow path, yeah, in in many ways. But let me just say this. The key to this is understanding that he's already made you free from the desires and the lusts of the flesh and of the mind. Already made you free. Now as we continually receive the word of God and we begin to walk in the light of it, the Bible even teaches us as you walk in the word and as you're walking in that light of that word, let me just tell you what happens. Not only do you stay free, remain free, but then you begin to live the life that God's called you to live and you begin to have the things that God's called you to have. You begin to be able to do the things God's called you to do that oftentimes is way beyond your own abilities. But God will raise you up into that place. He'll establish your goings, the Bible says. Why? Because He does that on the rock. The rock of the Word of God. The rock of Christ. Today as we live our lives we're going to live it according to the Word. Not according to how we feel. Today you might be feeling areas of, you know, I made a mistake. I mean, I made Issues, problems, all kinds of stuff going on. I've allowed myself to get into this position this way. Uh, I've been drawn into something. Listen, right there, just repent of that. Get back up because you're in the spirit. You're going to overcome that thing. Listen, don't start calling yourself a victim to it. No, you're a victor over it. You're going to have to get it in your mind, get it in your mouth, get it in your heart, make decisions and choices to walk on the level of the word of God. When you do, you're going to walk and not faint. You're going to run and not be weary. Even though you're going to have times, but you got to get back on the Word. Quit allowing yourself to start getting pulled in this direction or that direction in your soul, in the world, but walk in the Word as it is written. That's how we overcome. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timing messages and teachings, Go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.